Friday, November 24th, 2017, and today's topic uh, is actually two topics, first one being a waste of time, and part two of the topic is vantage point. Um, I was supposed to do one yesterday, but unfortunately I did not get around to it, uh, not because of the so-called quote-unquote holiday, but I just couldn't get around to it, so today is going to be two topics instead of one individually. Uh, so the first one I'll begin with is a waste of time. Uh, as uh, this past week, as you know, that has been in the discussion as far as how to uh, look at some things that's going on in our society and how to make heads and tails of what's going on, uh, I figured that, you know, a lot of times what we've discussed as far as the confusion, the distractions, uh, walking on eggshells. Um, some of these pitfalls are basically the, the things that lead to these pitfalls when you really think about it have become a waste of your time. Um, and what is this whole notion of a waste of time as far as dealing with our path as truth seekers and those of us who are uh, within the Hebrew faith and being able to understand what that means and being able to, um, you know, return back to your original, you know, nationality of who you verifiably identify with and can be uh, associated with. And when we begin to grow in awareness and when we begin to grow in our evolution as individuals, uh, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be wasting your time, and that can be in forms of dealing with certain individuals that you once used to deal with, um, some of the habits that you may have developed in your own private life that can be causing a stumbling block for you to evolve as an individual and to reach higher levels of awareness and consciousness. And, you know, a lot of times... Uh, the ego has a very clever way of being able to waste your time. And, you know, when we are not patient, again, like if we're not patient in terms of how we are looking at life and observing the things that matter versus the things that do not matter, you're going to see that um, the things are going to be a waste of your time as far as the things that do not matter. And what are the things that don't matter, right? Um, as this series of talks have been, that I've been sharing is, you know, everything basically is a summation of government law and commerce. That is essentially the scope, the parameters, and the boundary of how we live our daily lives. And in fact, of how this whole planet is actually orchestrated. There's the governments, there's the laws, and there's commercial activities and they all work one in hand with each other. One is not independent of each other. One is dependent of each other. Without no government, right, law won't be able to be applied anywhere. Without any commercial activity, you won't be able to generate any exchange of goods and services among common people within a civilized uh, society or environment. So all of these things um, are, um, are, are, are very important, 
And so these things are not to be, uh, they're not independent of each other and they're not separated. They work as one, basically. And when we look at life from a government perspective and we look at life from a lawful perspective and we look at life from a commercial perspective, you won't feel the need to feel confused about a lot of things. And it's like a ledger. You know, you have your assets and you have your life, I mean, you have your liabilities, right? And this is a commerce, right? This is accounting, right? That deals with commerce. But think of the perspective of what, uh, think of the example that's being brought forth. On your assets column, that is the main objective is to increase your assets while you decrease your liabilities. Right, so that way your liability doesn't overcome your assets, and that's going to lead you to becoming more debt. Right now, because of the way our society is today, the topics that have been discussed this past week think of the ledger as far as the confusion, the distractions, and working on eggshells. Those working on eggshells is actually a intermediary between assets and liabilities because. It's actually a a a, uh, a pathway, if for lack of a better term, but the confusions and the distractions is more so on the life. I mean, on the liabilities column, as well as today's topic, a waste of time being on the liabilities column, and the assets is dealing with the government law and commerce. And in these three main categories of government law and commerce, our objective as people is to increase our awareness and understanding of these three main tenets so that way we are not being confused, we are not being distracted, and we are not wasting our time. So that way on the life, on our, uh, um, within our life and the ledger, the account ledger that is on the assets column, which is the government law and commerce, we want to increase that as much as possible, and we want to decrease the liabilities which deals with the confusions, the distractions, and the waste of our time on the liabilities column. We want to reduce that as much as possible. So that way there's a wide gap as far as how much assets we are accumulating so that way we are not in debt because the more confused we are, the more distracted we are, the more we're wasting our time, the more debt we're going to incur as a result. That's just the byproduct of that, right? So we want to be sure that how are governments orchestrated, how is it maintained, and how do we uh, ensure that it is going to remain consistent over several lifetimes or generations, rather, and how do we understand law, right? Because law, when you really break down the three letters, is dealing with land, air, and water. Natural law, there's laws that govern the land, there's laws that govern the air, and there's laws that govern the water, right? The sea, right? The ocean, whatever the, you may want to call it. And all of these things, they all work in one, right? And you can see that in your respective society, you can look in the sky, right? That's, you know, the air, the atmosphere, and all those different things. You look at the land at which you sit on, that you stand on, you sit on, and then you look at the water, which is the ocean, which is the sea. And in our society, we have different areas, you know, five main areas which I've been able to come into insight or praise with the most high as far as that. There's five main 
essential areas that deal with these main areas of government law and commerce, right? You have your food, you have your clothing, you have your communication, you have your transportation, and you have your housing, right? And all these different areas all deal deal with, you know, respectively of how it's how it's dealt with in government, how it's um, regulated in law, and how it's able to generate uh, sources of revenue and income via commercial activities by way of exchange of goods and services. So these are areas in our lives that we're always dealing with, right? And on top of that, um, if we are confused about how these things work and if we are distracted of not understanding how these things work together and how they are the main fabrics of our society and how if we're not paying attention to these things properly and doing the right things accordingly, then we are going to inevitably waste our time being able to achieve what we're supposed to be achieving in our respective lives. So when we see this this whole thing, when we, look, when we take a step back and look at this whole thing, um, we have to be very mindful that, um, again, like that has been discussed this past week about uh, leaders in our society having the ability to influence the vast majority of people to live a certain way, dress a certain way, speak a certain way, uh, dress a certain way, understand things in a certain kind of way. And there's this thing where there's like almost like you have those who manage and maintain this planet. Then another layer, you have those who uh, work for those, but who who you see in the public as far as government officials, politicians, uh, corporations, and stuff like that. And then you have societal leaders, which could be entertainers, which could be sports figures and uh, people that are in those areas. And then you have us, the common people, that are looking at these different levels. And we have to see, like, what is the agenda within each of those levels and how is it affecting us and how we consume, you know, some of the information that we do and how we deal with life the way we deal with life, you know. And in any of those different areas, you will see government law and commerce present, right? Because all government really is is an organized body of people working in one as one collective to be uh to maintain civility and civil order in their respective domains right that's just you know it, it's just just being able to just put it in layman's terms right but I encourage you to go study the definition of what that means for yourself but that's just just for the context of the conversation we're having but again these areas are nevertheless excuse me, nevertheless, different layers, and they all kind of are independent governments of itself, and they all independently have laws, and independently they are dealing with commerce in a certain kind of way that's affecting us. So what is the level that is the most, I want to say, advertised or pushed to the people? It's the quote-unquote societal leaders, the social mobility of how we're doing things, the cultural values that, you know, define the way we look at life and what's deemed rare, what's deemed fake, and what's, you know, deemed cool, what's deemed not so cool and stuff like that. And the societal areas, those are really the 
musicians, as really the athletes, and as really a lot of people in those realms of the arts and entertainment that are basically creating social norms that is allowing us to participate in these things that's defining the course of how we live our daily lives. And for the most part, it is really not even driven to be to the best of our to be the uh it's not it's really not driven to be in our best interest at the end of the day. You know, because as we know, um and how it's referenced and talked about in the scriptures, this is the you know, the the times of which is sort of replicant of how it was in uh Babylon and how it was in Sodom and Gomorrah. And these are the fabrics of which a lot of the social norms and conditions, and they are interwoven with each other. That's given us these insti- these several institutions of how we view quote unquote holidays and how we view quote unquote special quote unquote days that in reality don't really have any significance but just to identify the idol gods that people can subscribe to that they can feel affixed to feeling uh, empowered that in their own personal lives, that that whatever they're doing in their personal lives, there's an idol God that represents that individual construct. And see, this is where it gets, you know, this is what causes a lot of the confusion. This is what's causing us to be distracted. And this is what's causing us to have a waste of time in dealing with some of these things because what do these idol guys really represent? Now, granted, 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 granted that although there are these idol guys that do exist, that represent some of the areas such as the food, the clothing, the communication, the transportation, and the housing, there's several proponents that have industries, have businesses that represent these main areas at which we participate in, but in terms of how we even deal in our intimate affairs with one another, male-female relationships, parenting, uh, professional relationships, uh, interpersonal relationships just with friends and external relatives and stuff like that. Some of these things um, don't really uh, – there's idol gods that represent what is constituting the right way, right? And – for some reason, the scriptures have been kind of been placed to the side, right, to a body of people that have been able to obtain control over that book and have been able to tamper with it and generate idol gods out of that construct of misinformation and miseducation and been able to create forms of different idol god institutions that justify some of the wickedness that occurs in our society and also some of the things that will confuse people of what the scriptures is really talking about, distracting us from the real essence of what the scriptures are talking about and being able to waste our time in understanding the real truths of um, being able to see what the scriptures is really talking about in terms of how it's supposed to actually and properly govern our life and give us the necessary guideline and protocol to do what we need to do. So we have a lot of these things that are interwoven at those main layers of those who are running this, who are managing and maintaining this planet, which you really don't see. People think they've seen them, but you may hear stories about them. You may hear 
you know, quote-unquote secret societies that represent those areas, and I won't speak on that too much uh, for this particular call, but you have it at those levels. Then you have, you know, the government officials, politicians, and stuff like that at the second layer, which we do see as people, and then you have the social uh, society, you have the society, you have societal leaders, which, and I say societal leaders for a specific reason, which represents, you know, the cultural and entertainment areas, like the musicians, the sports, the, the athletes and sports and stuff like that, which have brought itself or lend, or, or lended itself to be, um, quote-unquote, idol gods for the common people. And those people, you know, have somehow been uh, placed in this main realm to basically waste our time, right? Because granted, uh, you know, sports could be fun and stuff like that uh, to participate in and maybe engage in watching, but at some point, we have to understand that within a lot of these sports, like the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the MLS, Olympics, these are all broken down into individual organizations that, you know, that behave like an individual government, that have laws, and they have commercial activity that they're participating in that we also as consumers are participating in as well. So none of this stuff is escaping the ledger of the assets. And all of these different organizations, they know how to create a body of people that can participate in a civil construct, have laws that, you know, oversee and regulate those constructs, and have commercial activities that would generate a source of revenue to continue to fund that particular civil order, if you would, right? So where's this thing about what really matters as far as people themselves being able to understand that, particularly our people, right, how we as people should be doing our own, resurrecting our own form of government, living according to the laws that has been laid out in the scriptures, and understanding the commercial activities that we're supposed to engage in with one another. But for some reason today, it's not like that, right? So how do we get to that area? So this is why it's not popularized to understand who really is managing and maintaining this planet right now, how the government officials are actually working for those people that manage and maintain this planet or who are basically like their public servants, but in the private you don't see them or understand what they're doing but yet there's also societal leaders in the form of sports, entertainment, and stuff like that that have us feel like the people that are that are heavily uh, advertised or heavily seen in the sports and entertainment world, and they've rendered themselves to be our idol gods that we feel like we owe our basis of how we live our lives and how we view things from their perspective to verify that what we're doing is either right or wrong. Nowhere is it necessarily giving us uh, the ability to have a pathway 
to look at the scriptures holistically and understand what is really how it's really being talked about. You see, so um, that's one of the ways in which a lot of the things that we see around us is wasting our time from understanding the reality of what's going on. Is really what I'm getting at. And uh, you know, again, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of discipline to to sift through all of that because, I mean, truth and falsehood mixed together is a lie, right? And what has happened is religion has become the main deterrent of understanding the values, the core values of the scriptures and how we as people, regardless of your skin color and nationality, should understand objectively what the scriptures represent. Because, okay, we can say, well, why should it matter the quote-unquote color of the skin of the people in the scriptures? Or why should it quote-unquote matter the names of the people in the scriptures? Or why should it matter the quote-unquote, uh, you know, what people identify as far as their nationalities in the scriptures, quote-unquote? Well, as We've been taught, you know, in our nation of tribes of Aboriginal nations, what does truth matter, right? It's just like, okay, for example, uh, you take a family, just a random family, and you study that family. Now, is it fair to say that, and I spoke on this before, but is it fair to say that a particular family that we can study and they have a book, say, the family of the Smith, right? And in this book, it talks about the lineage of this bloodline, the Smith, right? The Smith, the family of the Smith, right? Smith, excuse me. And in that, it tells you a responsibility, a contract that was given to this family to fulfill on this planet. And because of that contract, that the terms and conditions will say, if you do X, Y, Z properly, you will get X, Y, Z results. If you do X, Y, Z improperly, you will get X, Y, Z results. And this is supposed to be uh, taught and institutionalized in the generations of the Smiths, right? Now, they could be Caucasian, right? Let's just say they were Caucasian. And this family, the Smiths on this planet Earth, have a particular responsibility that they've been given to fulfill a particular deed on this Earth through their bloodline of that generation. Now, is it fair if I was the black individual, quote-unquote Negro individual, and I'm looking at, and I get a hold of this book, and put, and essentially the book of the Smiths is supposedly, um, say the book of the Smiths supposedly has beneficial values that I can adopt in my own life, right? But what if I start posing as if I'm a Smith, but I don't have any bloodline connection to the Smiths whatsoever, but the values and principles that they represent I can still adopt and apply, but I'm still posing as a Smith. I'm trying to verify that I also am a Smith because I belong to that bloodline, right? And I'm out here generating documents and, 
and reference materials saying that the Smiths are black people, that it shouldn't matter. Now, how would you feel, now, how do you think the Smiths, the bloodline of the Smiths would feel if they're all Caucasian and they're wandering around walking this earth and finding out that Negro people are stealing their identity? They wouldn't like it. So why does not that equate to the scriptures, right? Now, that doesn't mean that the scriptures, even though it was written by Negro people, right? That doesn't mean that the values and principles of the law, statutes, and commandments of what it represents does not mean that it cannot be applied by everybody that's outside of the nationalities of the people that this responsibility has been given to for the Israelites. But when it becomes this thing of because you don't identify as a Hebrew or an Israelite, that therefore this is not for you and it's only exclusive to Israelites and Hebrews, then that's where the problem comes in. Because also, here's the thing. On this planet, there's really two major platforms of government. There's the Hebrew faith and there's the Christianity. Now, Christianity is basically, you know, idol God worship, right? Hebrew faith is not. It is the worship of the true and living Most High God Almighty. Now, the Hebrew faith, anybody can be a Hebrew, but within the Hebrew faith, which is a platform of government, you have different national levels of nationality that can participate in that. But within that Hebrew government, there is a body of people that have been selected to represent a response to bestow and have a responsibility to oversee the laws, statutes, and commandments that affect that Hebrew government civil order. No different than you have today in Christianity where you have a selected body of people that are doing the exact same thing. But they have confused the people. Those who are in Christianity, the quote-unquote leaders of Christianity, have been able to uh, use the scriptures for centuries to cause confusion, to cause distraction, to create a... a uh, a valley of waste of, of being able to waste people's time on understanding the core essence of the truth of the scriptures. So this is where this whole thing of the skin color, the nationality becomes to be a fine line. One has to be able to walk while they're doing their study on this path of truth seeking, because you don't want to get to a point where, okay, if you find out that you are an Israelite and you identify as an Israelite, one of the 12 tribes, and you, uh, all of us, you know, you are being able to identify yourself as a Hebrew, you don't want to go out and behave as if that because I have this information, therefore I'm more superior than those who may have access to this because you know that there's a responsibility that you've been, quote-unquote, selected as the chosen people of the Most High God Almighty. But in what context, though? It's the responsibility of preserving the truths, the sacred truths of what this government law commerce threshold means and how the law, statutes, and commandments oversee those constructs and verify it. So that's where it's important to not get carried away, if you would, by just knowing that you're an Israelite. For those who identify as an Israelite, who have been able to discover themselves as Israelites, as a true living nationality of those in the scriptures that was preserving these law, statutes, and commandments, but also understand that within that, there's other nationalities that can participate as being Hebrew. 
no different than today. There are people who are classified as Christians, regardless of their skin color and nationality. So we have to be very mindful of these things as we're doing our research and our studies. So um, so this is why, like, going back to the original point about how um, it lends itself to the point of where we've been able to see that in our different levels of our society, <laughs> there's a lot of main levels that is causing a lot of these things to make us feel like we don't know what's going on. And we have to understand what is causing us to waste our time. You know, being hung up on skin color, being hung up on nationality is a waste of time on understanding good character, okay? Because good character transcends color, skin, and nationality. Just because, you know, I myself may identify as an Israelite of the Hebrew faith, doesn't mean that just because I do that, that I am not exempt from being able to display good character at all times and also be able to have the responsibility to make sure that I am not speaking as if I'm above you or speaking as if that because I may have insight to this thing that therefore I know more than you. And that is the wrong way to look at life because that is the easiest way that you can fall yourself into a wide valley of destruction and all the so-called knowledge that has, one has been able to accumulate can be void and worth nothing and meaningless. It will just be you and only you that may know it, but it's going to be ineffective because you can't properly deal with people outside of yourself. And that's where the ego comes in. So here we have it again that in the midst of all of this that's being described, it does consolidate back to the ego versus your soul. Think of the ledger again, the assets and the liabilities. Your soul resides on the asset column. The ego resides on the liabilities column. And the ego, I can equate that with a loudspeaker or a loud intercom or say you had a stadium or a quote-unquote concert. The speakers are very, very loud. So like to the point where like if you were to go in a place where there's no sound or just pure quiet, you can hear the ears of your, you can hear your ears ringing. The ego is so loud that it can make you feel like, man, like if I just, and, and for some reason, even no matter how hard you try to turn the volume down, the volume on that loudspeaker can be extremely heavy. You know how, like, for example, when you're trying to unscrew a bolt or a nut bolt in, like, uh, whatever a particular object, it could be a car or it could just be, you know, a furniture for that sort, just an example, and the, the bolt could be very, very, very hard, it could be tight, it could be very, very rusty, and you're trying so hard to use, like, a plier to unscrew it so you can turn the volume down. So think of the ego as being something like that, where you're trying to take a plier that's big enough to twist that volume down. And while you're trying to twist that volume down so you don't hear that ego anymore, it can wear you out to the point where you may be halfway and you say, you know what, forget about it, I give up. And the next thing you know, you succumb to the ego of that voice and then it goes and makes you do something that you know your soul said, just, just take it easy. You get through this, but you say, you know, the ego's too loud. I got to, it's just wearing me out. I got to just succumb. And that's what happens to a lot of us, including myself at times, right? And so this is where 
the challenge of being able to identify what tool can we develop and being able to, when that ego, when that voice starts to become loud, we are able to find the necessary plier to unbolt it, unscrew it, and turn that volume down or even take off the bolt itself and throw away that bolt. So no matter what we do, when that ego tries to be loud, we will know that we no longer have to pay attention to it because we've been able to give the, the source of that volume, the 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 the, the, the volume, right? That uh, that that loudspeaker has, so to speak, and we can listen to our soul, which is that of quiet and peace, and be able to be still and understand where that soul is speaking from, which is of the Most High. So that's really um, something that you know, we really got to take into consideration when we're dealing with life and understanding, you know, what is making us, uh, what is what is causing us to waste our time in things that do not matter versus the things that do matter, which we should be spending our time on. We should be spending our time on generating as much assets as far as understanding government law and commerce and being able to apply the essential truths, regardless of your skin color, nationality, of what the scriptures are talking about, objectively. An objective understanding of understanding that the scriptures was written by Negroes who were of the Israelites, of the tribes, of the 12 tribes of the Most High, tribes of Israel, excuse me, we should have an objective understanding of understanding that. Because we don't have a problem saying that the founding quote-unquote presidents of this country were so-called Caucasian individuals. And anybody that tries to say otherwise, just think of the backlash that could happen. So the scriptures is no different. But that doesn't mean that the principles that it represents, the values that it represents, doesn't mean it can't be applied universally. And that's what we should, that should be the focal takeaway. But we should also have an objective understanding of who, are the people that is being represented because that is what truth is all about. Being able to objectively have factual uh, evidence of things that are constituting as being real rather than false, right? So that's something that we have to keep in mind as we are developing through our studies. Um, being able to understand that on the assets column, we should increase that and decrease our liabilities of confusion, distractions, and wasting our time on things that do not matter. So that concludes the first part of the topic at hand. Um, I just wanted to uh, also just get into the second topic while we are still here, and that is our uh, vantage point. Um, and I just want to read briefly a uh, definition of what the word vantage Self means as it relates to the conversation at hand. Uh, many people may know it, but I just wanted to just provide a uh, a uh, a a particular definition from uh, the Oxford Dictionary, so that way we just are able to be clear on what it is that we're going to be speaking of. So, vantage point. Uh, this is from the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, you could look this up at any dictionary, but vantage point. I mean, vantage well, comes from vantage, also vantage point noun, a place or position giving a good view, right? Origin, old French, advantage or advantage. Okay, so why am I talking about vantage point today? Um, the reason why is because 
vantage point is basically dealing with the fact that, excuse me, that in today's society, um, going back to what I was describing about the societal leaders that we are being able to see on television as far as the entertainers and the athletes in sports, they have lended itself to be the people that we can identify with the closest as opposed to the government officials and the people that are actually managing and maintaining this planet but currently. We don't really uh, – we see them as far as the government officials, but we don't understand the backdrop behind that. But we're more so, as the common people, closely identifying with the entertainment world and the sports world, which sports falls into entertainment as well. So we're basically dealing with the entertainment world. Um, and then the subset of that is really just, you know, uh, t uh, television, movies, music, um, and really sports. Um, and so what's happened is the vantage points of these prominent individuals that are in those in, in that cluster is causing people to adopt values and shape their lives in normative way of how they do things according to those constructs. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's doing that, right? And I want to be clear on that. That doesn't mean 100% of the population is doing that. This just means that that's what's being pushed to the people, and it's up to us as individuals to choose otherwise or to choose to continue to participate in it. But nevertheless, the vantage point is, okay, particularly for us as our people, Negro people, um, a lot of our values, unfortunately, we've been able to get it from, uh, you know, the entertainment world and a lot of, you know, musicians, hip-hop, R&B uh, have a big influence in the way we view our lives. Now, granted, a lot of these uh, artists, you know, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them have positive messages in their music, and and that's a good thing. Um, but other times, there's other there's also artists that do have a negative influence with their music, and it could, you know, generate a lot of um, self-esteem issues, uh, particularly because we feel like because it's cool that someone who's popular is doing it, therefore I should do it in my own life and find out that those ramifications are going to be enormous because what they're doing is basically painting a picture, but that doesn't mean that that's going to equate necessarily with reality at which you and I are supposed to be participating on a daily basis. Um, and also, particularly if, if, if the parent structure is not necessarily, you know, properly aligned or assembled, that can also cause a lot of uh, turmoil if you would, if 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 there's no individual overseeing a young individual being able to reinforce the, the the true values of being able to separate what's being spoken about in music, or how these athletes uh, and these other so-called entertainment people who are in Hollywood, for whatever the case is, that their lives do not equate with your life. And it's very important that we understand the disparity. That doesn't mean that we can't take some of the words of advice or encouragement that they leave in their music. And sometimes they do, you know, have interviews with people that they may um, 
that they may uh, share some, you know, fundamental words of wisdom that we can appreciate, but to the point where they've been placed as idol gods, now that's where you have to draw the line, that these people are not exempt from the law of the Most High, and that they are not above that, and it's not our job to put them above that, right? And that's where it can cause a lot of um, negative things to occur in our particular life, particularly if we are not careful in, in how we how we do these things. Uh, so the vantage point is like, you know, when major famous artists of ours, you know, live a certain way or, or, or viewed a certain way and have a heavy influence, um, our people can really take that to heart and adopt all of their principles around that individual. And although that individual artist or celebrity may feel like they're being a positive role model, we have to also understand that we have to draw a line of when we can appreciate what they have to say, but we don't view them as a source of all truth. And when we do that, that's when it becomes idolatry. And that's really where the vantage point of which we have to be careful of how we're viewing our lives because it's almost like it's, it's, it's conflicting, you know, and particularly in today's society, the vantage points of all of us is conflicting and it's not commonly universal as far as what is really objective and what is not objective. And then you have people that would say, well, what, if, what, what about other things that may be viewed as objective, but yet, it may not be consistent with how you view things as being objective. So all of these different blurred lines and some things that may not overlap or do overlap is causing a lot of this disarray and confusion. And again, it's attributed to the leaders of a society that have the ability and influential power to construct these things, right? But it is still our responsibility as people to be able to investigate it and weigh it on a ledger versus assets and liabilities to see what is good for us and what is not good for us. We still have that responsibility, nevertheless. We can only, you know, you can only be controlled as much as you want to be controlled, right? And at some point, you have to be able to take responsibility for your actions and how you view life and the vantage point you're looking at life through is it something that is going to help me have enough assets that I can attribute and contribute to my generation and my quote-unquote offspring, or am I going to generate a lot of liabilities so I can be in a lot of debt so I will always be plagued by somebody always oppressing and controlling me? And that's really what's going on on this planet right now, you know. So, you know, we got to really, really like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's unfortunate that it's come to this point, but again, it goes back to the original theme of, you know, how a lot of these things are. Most High gave a body of people, the Israelites, a responsibility, and there was a contract, and we failed to observe that contract. And throughout the whole entire planet, it kind of suffered as a result because 
really those who are entrusted with any responsibilities such as that are supposed to be the examples of those fundamental values, principles that the scriptures represent so people can look at it as a lamp of light and a lamp of joy and a lamp of being able to say, wow, like I feel good regardless of my skin color and nationality. There's still people that are outside of me that represent good quality character that I can still subscribe to knowing that I'm going to be taken care of because of the good character that's being reflected back to me. When that is absent and given to those who don't understand the sacred principles behind what it constitutes to be in that kind of position, then that's where you get today filled with a lot of the disgusting things that is going on. And, I mean, it's it's, it's a cycle, nevertheless, because there are times when our ancestors as Israelites was able to be the proper vantage point of how to view life, but then there was times when we wasn't able to do that. But even still, you look through the scriptures, a lot of the kings and other rulers that we was also subjected to, they understood a lot of the fundamental truths that governed a lot of the ancient laws that we that, that are still present today, but they were able to implement in their own respective kingdoms. And they still understood the power of the Most High, nevertheless. And still, when we was ready to exit and become on our own, some of these kings was giving us that ability to exercise that right to go govern ourselves and to do that because they understood what that meant. So the whole entire planet understands that government law and commerce is an essential fabric to one's daily existence, and they're also implementing their own respective kingdoms. But, again, there's a body of people that are supposed to be the consistent examples for generations, for generations, for generations. But, yeah, you have this thing where, okay, when we fall out of that, other people have been bestowed that, and it's usually to be an example to say you have to get your act back in order so you can become those people that was once reverenced and appreciated for being able to have noble character, uh, for people to uh, to adhere, to at least uh, use as an example. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Um, Again, this thing, these these things, is not entirely difficult to understand. It is just a question of how much discipline and patience and understanding are we willing to develop, and these are assets within of itself to be a proper servant of the Most High. But when you are dealing with a lot of confusion, when you've been when you've been uh, riddled with a lot of distraction, which generates a waste of time in your pursuit of developing into a prosperous individual, this is where a lot of the liabilities is going to increase your debt. Your assets should be allowing you to have essential freedom to continue to develop, you know, paradigms for your generation to continue to follow the ancient truths of what these scriptures talk about. But when we are deviating from those things, our liabilities increase, which allows us to be in debt, which allows us to be more transgressors of what this ancient covenant represented for us as people, particularly the Israelites. So in a lot of ways, the world is waiting for us. 
to wake up and to rise back to that prominence so that way, because, I mean, it's not a secret. Like, look at the entertainers and the athletes. When they go to different parts of the world, particularly even in hip-hop, I mean, regardless of these people's skin color in Europe and all these other different areas where these artists travel the world, these people, they reverence these people like they're God anyway. I mean, you look at Michael Jackson. I mean, he'd go to these different concerts, and he would have people going out on stretches in ambulances and, and, and fainting and just having mobs of people waiting outside of his waiting outside of some places where he used to live, you know, or when he's traveling through cities with his bodyguard and security where people are just just doing as much as they can to desperately try to get in his way so that we could they could just get a hold of him. I mean, just think of that kind of power and that's just in the entertainment world. So imagine how we was dealing with back in the ages of old, how people viewed us. Okay, we was always the trendsetters. We was always the ones that was given this special gift. But that doesn't mean, again, that we're supposed to be above whomever that we encounter engaging. That's not the point of that gift. That gift is supposed to be a gift of light to those who are in darkness so that way when we are coming around people feel more enthusiastic to be around us because that's why it's no it's no wonder why the music that we generate particularly in the hip-hop community r&b jazz the blues whatever it is even rock and roll because we was also originators of that as well that all of these different genres of music that we've been able to uh, uh, establish and create, when we took it around the world, it made a vast impact in a lot of the people's lives. And that vantage point of how people view us has been destroyed. So more than ever, we have to get back into that space. We have to be those examples. And it starts one soul at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time, one year at a time, one lifetime at a time. And this is not an easy feat because, again, the whole purpose of this life is to prove your soul. The more challenges you overcome, the more assets you increase. The more challenges you do not overcome, the more liabilities you increase. Okay, do you want freedom or do you want debt? That is the name of the game. The scriptures are always talking about how to maintain consistent freedom by observing these laws, statutes, and commandments and understanding how to get back into that. But when we deviate, that's when we increase a lot of our liabilities, which is why we increase a lot of our debts, which is why we lead to a lot of destruction, and which is why we can't seem to get over the hump. And so, again, um, we just need to have the patience. We just need to have the discipline. We just need to have the understanding to see these things for what it really is. So we are not wasting our time, and we understand the proper vantage point of how to view life, okay? And we have to recognize that character 
good character should be the number one priority before anything else, before understanding who you are, where you come from, because those things are easy. But developing good character in the midst of chaos, that is the main challenge that we have to overcome and be able to build upon. Because then when we're in the space of having good character, that's when we're able to properly reason and be able to be objective in our understanding without being attached emotionally to some of these constructs, which is basically opinions being overloaded, right? As I would say, which is causing to which is causing these emotional attachments to these uh, to this thing of knowledge of self or I identify as an Israelite and I'm a Hebrew. You can't be emotionally attached to those things. Yes, you know that that's who you are, but you know that because of the responsibility that your ancestors have as a result of taking on that uh, origin of where you come from, knowing where you come from to understand your work on this planet, on this earth. That is the vantage point you have to view that from, as opposed to because I'm an Israelite and we come from this source of greatness that therefore I'm better than everybody around me regardless of their skin color and nationality. That is the wrong way to go. You can't live like that. And that's not how the scriptures is written. That's not how our ancestors lived too. The ones that was on the right track. Because we got to be clear about that. So all in all, brothers and sisters, again, um, we just have to, again, just extend a little bit of more love to each other, extend a little bit more patience to each other, extend a little bit more understanding to each other, understand not to be taken advantage of and never to be viewed as a fool or be looked upon as a fool or never to live your life as a fool. Always understand your worth and your value and understand that don't waste your time and always live from the proper vantage point. Thank you for listening. Peace and blessings.